Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 3. Here's Pastor Ryan. Blessed to be with you guys this morning. Uh, yeah, men's breakfast was out of this world yesterday. The Lord's doing something. It's different. It's different. We, we used to always have, you know, 20 and below of guys showing up. And it was always rich and good. But, you know, you can sense that the Holy Spirit's doing something. It's just different. There's, there's more love. There's more power. There's more wisdom flowing Man, the older brothers were, were spitting truth. There's just all kinds of uh, man talk going on. Man talk, you know. And you know, one of the things uh, the Lord gave me yesterday as we were discussing uh, the making of a man by Alan Redpath and how, you know, it's really on the men of the home to lead spiritually. It's for the men of the home to be the strong ones, to be the ones that fight and defend the family, to make sure that, that uh, the family is in spiritual good condition, real spiritual good condition. And, and I said, too many men are having man-to-man talks with their wives. And what I meant by that was that our wives weren't meant to give us uh, man counsel. They're the helpmate, and when they're in the Spirit, and when our wives are in the Word, and when we're discipling them, our wives will say, Honey, be the man God called you to be and fight for us. But if our wives are not in the, in the Spirit, we haven't been washing them in the Word, and they haven't been in the Word, you know, what you're going to get is, a, is, a, is soft counsel, brothers. And if you're going to have a man-to-man conversation, it should be between you and the man Christ Jesus. He's our general. He's going to remind us to fight. We might get really mommy talk from our wives, and we don't want that when God is calling us men to fight. Does that make sense? That's some of the hard stuff that we share because it's men, and, you know, you sisters might be upset at me now, but, you know, or, or be blessed, or be blessed. Men have to be men, you know. Now, not have our wives say, oh, it's time for church again. Get ready, you know, have your stuff ready. Brothers, if that's the case, you know, call it what it is. It's the sin of omission. Not doing what you're supposed to do when you know you're supposed to be the one telling the family, let's go, rain or shine, we're going to be there. Amen? Second Corinthians chapter 3, please, in your Bibles. Father, we're grateful that we have been touched by you, that you opened up our eyes by your grace. Lord, we have believed on your son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who went to the cross for our sins. He is and was and forever will be the sinless lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Father, this morning we're so grateful that our names are written in your book of life. But Father, we don't know if everybody's name is in there who's here or who's watching, but we pray that they would come to know you as we have. 
for you are a good God. You made the heavens and the earth, the mountains, the, the clouds, the oceans, all the living creatures. You made it all. You're the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. Father, we pray, speak to us as we study your word. I can do nothing without you, Lord. You are our strength. Holy Spirit, move in our hearts this morning for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so the Apostle Paul is writing this letter to the Corinthian church that he had planted four years prior. And this second letter to them is really one of defending um, his calling, his position uh, in their lives, really, because there were false teachers who were coming in trying to discredit him trying to tell the church that the Apostle Paul is not really an apostle of Jesus Christ. And these men were wolves. They were wolves in sheep clothing. And it's important that Paul addresses them. It's important that he defends himself. Because if he can be discredited, then the wolves can get after the sheep and the sheep will be scattered. God is on the move in these last days. God is still speaking his truth to his church. But there are many, many churches who are not speaking the truth. They don't go through the Bible. They, they, they speak uh, uh, maybe from the Bible or topical messages or feel-good messages. And there's so many churches that are like businesses. They care about filling seats. They care about, as they say, uh, the nickels and the noses, right? How many people they can get in their church. They're not there to speak the truth. It's it's always been that way since the beginning of the church. There's been those who have crept in the church to speak lies and not give people the truth that they need. Pastors and teachers and preachers who would not warn the sheep but just give them happy stories. We're told that this will be one of the signs of the last days that before the Antichrist is to be revealed, that the falling away must first take place. And that falling away is apostasia in the Greek, which means to to turn from the truth. So one of the signs of the last days is that many, many churches will be turning from the truth. And you see that in many denominations where they're not teaching the Bible. They're just teaching happy stories or trying to keep people happy. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 Uh, The Apostle Paul told his son in the faith, Timothy, to preach the word. Preach the word, Timothy, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall heap up to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and be turned to fables. And those are the days that we're living in. People don't want the hard truth. They don't want to be, you know, receive that, that, um, tough love. But the church has always needed, uh, the love of Christ. But with that is tough love. Uh, they say that a good preacher, a good pastor will teach half the time and warn the other half. Why warnings? Because we are told that in the last days, things will get perilous times will, will, will come and things will get more difficult and, and more wicked. And so we need to stick together and stick to God's truth. And so as the Apostle Paul is defending his good name, from time to time, pastors have to defend their good name because if they can uh, shoot down a, a good pastor, they can get to the sheep. And it's the pastor's job to defend the sheep. 
Amen? And so he said, uh, he, we ended last week with uh, verse 17 of chapter 2, for we are not as so many peddling the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as from God, we speak in the sight of God in Christ. And so he said that, that we're not speaking like, we're not peddling the word of God as so many. So here's the early church in Corinth. And already there were so many people peddling the word of God. In other words, using the word of God to enrich themselves personally. And nothing grosses me out more than to see, you know, these prosperity preachers and teachers with mansions and mansions and jet planes and crazy. None of that reminds me of my Lord Jesus Christ, who had nowhere to rest his head. Pastors should live modesty, modestly. But you see this nonsense and and those using the gospel and ripping uh, sweet people off in order to enrich themselves. How much do they need, right? Where the Bible says godliness plus contentment is great gain. If we have contentment, then we don't need all that stuff. We just need uh, to provide for our family as the Lord provides. Amen? He says, he continues to say here in verse 1 with that thought of the false teachers. He says, do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or do we need, as some others, epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? In other words, the apostle Paul here is saying, do we again commend ourselves? Now, to, to commend is to represent as worthy or of notice. Does Paul have to uh, share with them again how worthy he is to be an apostle of Christ? How uh, much of notice he should be to them uh, because of Christ? Does he have to do this? Because this is what the false teachers were doing. They were commending themselves. They were coming and representing themselves as being worthy and of notice. Like, look at me. I'm a great teacher. I, I'm here to, to speak to all of you. And that, that, that was the attitude behind them. A very worldly attitude of, of lifting themselves up, puffing themselves up and lording over them and commending themselves. And, and nothing can be, uh, uh, more grotesque. They, they were really commending themselves. And they were uh, no doubt saying that Paul was not legitimate because he doesn't have letters of commendation. He doesn't have letters of recommendation. Who is he? Who is vouching for him? But when we look at the apostle Paul's life, we know who commends him. It is Jesus Christ who called him. The Apostle Paul was a very wicked man before he came to know Jesus Christ. He was a Pharisee. He was religiously wicked, which is extra wicked when you mix in religiosity. But we know that his name was Saul, and he was from Tarsus, and he was brought up in Jerusalem under Gamaliel, and he arrested Christians, and he put them in jail, and he put some to death and voted for some to be put to death. He was, he was wicked and lost. But in the book of Acts, we can read about his conversion because Jesus came to save sinners and whom the apostle Paul said concerning himself, I am chief. And Jesus apprehended him on the road to Damascus and just his bright light shone and he fell upon him and he fell to the floor and he said, who are you, Lord? And, 
And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And from that day on, Jesus Christ, our Lord, commissioned him to be an apostle. From that day forth, the Lord commended him. He, he basically said of Paul that I, that he is worthy and of notice to me. And, and, and you know that the, the disciples had so much problems, the, the early Christians with Paul, because he had done so much damage to the church. And the Lord would say to him, to them, yes, we, I, I know, but he, he's praying. His heart was changed. And so the Apostle Paul says, do I need to commend myself like these false teachers? These false teachers love the praises of men. Oh, look at this letter of recommendation and this letter of recommendation. These men say that I am called. These men say that I'm of worth. These men say that you should take notice of what I have to say. That is so worldly and ridiculous. That's how the world is. With God, things are totally different. Jesus Christ calls the sinner, he calls you and me, out of darkness into his kingdom of light. And not only does he wash us clean by his blood, by our faith in him, but then he commissions us and he commends each and every one of us. He he says that we are his representatives of righteousness. that That his righteousness is bestowed upon you and I. And he says to the world, you may think what you may think about my children, but they represent me as worthy and, and, and of notice. Ooh, try to wrap your head around that truth. What does God think of you and I? He loves us so much. We are his children. He is our father. He has given us his spirit by which we cry out, Abba, Father, Papa. No matter how old we are, we still need Papa. And God has become that for us. He's the father of the fatherless, the God of the widow. He he loves us so dearly. And we are commended by Christ. And we need to understand that because if we're going to thrive in these last days, we have to absolutely have faith and, and not doubt who we are in Christ. He is our everything. We are his beloved. He died for us. He lives for us. He's given us eternal life. He provides for us food and drink. He provides for us understanding and wisdom and knowledge. He teaches us. He blesses us. There's so much that he's done for us. He is our commendation. He is our letter of reference. It's Jesus. We don't need man. But these false teachers, they loved the ways of this world. This way, the ways of this world are different. In this world, you know, we are all raised to, to go to school and hopefully do good in school. And then, you know, either, you know, uh, study for a trade or go to college and get a degree in what you're into or a, or a certificate of completion in a trade school and then go into that line of work and that is what you are. With God, it's different. You know, we were, we were living our lives and then he completely has something completely different for us to live according to now. It's all different now. We become men and women that we never thought we could be. Everything changes. Our, 
As, as us men studied yesterday, it's not just that we don't do bad things and we do good things now, but it's about our whole personality changes. I mean, I was an angry young man, a gang member, angry as can be. I had evil in my eyes. I remember after I got saved, I ran into one of the youngsters from my clique. And he said to me, Ryan, your eyes don't scare me anymore. They're different. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh. It's a personality change. I'm commended, and you are too, to do incredible heights for the kingdom of God, if you're willing. Incredible heights. The apostle Paul had to know without a doubt who he was if he was going to be a an apostle of Jesus Christ. Jesus called you. Jesus loved you. He redeemed you. He called you. False teachers will commend themselves. False teachers will look you up and down and size you up according to appearance. And I I pray that us as Christians, we're beyond that that we've grown into spiritual maturity where we look at the heart and not the way someone looks on the outside. Because there's no telling what God might do in and through us. The most unlikely people, the most unlikely of us, God will use us to do great things if we yield to him. But false teachers commend themselves. Paul would say in the 10th chapter of this book, for not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. It is the Lord who commends us. That's the praise that we should seek from God. Oh, Lord, that we would praise you with our life. That we would know without a doubt who it is who has called us. Who is it who saved you? It's he who called you. They're trying to discredit Paul. I had such a difficult time in my early walk with the Lord. Because the devil tried to discredit me. Because of my past life. I had a difficult time. And the Lord sent mature Christians into my life, like my spiritual mom, Sue, who would say, Miho, God loves you. And you are called. He commends you. He is proud of you and he loves you. He has redeemed you and called you by name and you are his. Do not be afraid. Do not let your flesh tell you you're not good. Don't let the devil whisper in your ear, you're not smart enough, you're not educated enough, you're not good looking enough, your stature isn't enough, you're too young, you're too old, you're too... We don't listen to him or our flesh. What does God want to do? Don't limit him. He commended you and he commends me to use us for his kingdom. Do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or do we need, as some others, epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? People are hung up in this world with, you know, how far did you get in your education? What school did you go to? That's the world. And if you look at the leftists and how they behave with, with an elitist attitude, you know, it's like, you know, you get in their club if you get a, a bachelor's degree. You get in their club if you have a degree or a certificate. That's the world. And they, and they, and they have an attitude like, you know, I know better because I went to college. 
the colleges are so messed up today. The opposite of that is true today. I know more because I didn't go to college. (laughs) You know, I'm all for education. Christianity is a lifelong education. If you're not reading this book every day, you're not learning or growing or abiding in Christ. You must read this every day. And, And not just to read it, to read it, but to really beg God. Beg him. Please, I just want to know your heart. I'm not going to read until you answer that prayer that when I start to read, I will hear from you. You'll speak to my heart. That's how we read the Bible. I don't just read it and say, I've, I've checked the box and I've done my daily thing. No, it's God, I want to know your heart for my situation and for my life. That's how we read the Bible. God uses the humble, those who love his truth, but he resists the proud. James chapter 3 really is a good contrast verse of the difference between the world and the wisdom of God. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing is there, are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure and peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Be careful for the false teachers because they speak smoothly and they know Christian terms and they know scripture. Does the devil know scripture? Does the devil come as an angel of light? So these false teachers, man, they spin it good. And if we're not in the Bible and asking God for discernment, we can get tripped up. But one of the signs is that they are, they commend themselves. They're worldly. They're carnal. They're, they're in it for themselves. They don't yield to God's truth. And that's how they get people because they're so smooth and they, they have the Colgate smile. They got everything looking sharp outwardly but it's the doctrine that you need to be aware of what are they saying are they honoring god's word or are they just telling stories amen Amen. so don't be hung up on the outward uh appearance don't be hung up on well well you know where your letters of recommendation how how do we you know none of that with god he works differently and if you think about, you know, the apostles and, and our Lord even, did they not question who gave him the authority as he preached at the temple? Who gave you this authority, they said to Jesus in Mark 11, verse 28. By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority to do these things? Where are your letters of recommendation? Accommodation. And what, he just pointed to the Father. If you hear my words, you hear his words. If you believe in me, you believe in him. The lowly fishermen, uh, Peter, uh, James, and John. John and Peter were at the temple speaking boldly. And the the religious leaders said of them in Acts 4.13 that when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Well, if they were uneducated, Peter and John, and they were untrained... And who commended them to be so bold? 
the Lord himself. Then who will commend you to be bold? The Lord himself. You don't need letters of commendation. That's not to say that we don't recommend people, right? We have an application process here. You know, put a couple references in there just so that we can get to know who you are. But never are we doubting someone's, uh, you know, commendation from the Lord. We just want to know that they are walking with the Lord. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.